The New Orleans Pelicans, behind an epic performance from Brandon Ingram, beat the Phoenix Suns and even up their series at one apiece. What was the secret to getting the win and now home court advantage? Let's break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday. Wow, what a game. The Pelicans evening up their series with the Phoenix Suns, stealing a game on the road, 125-114, and unbelievable performance from Brandon Ingram. We are going to talk about him in the first segment of today's show. I want to go into a big adjustment that Willie Green went in and made on the second segment with Jackson Hayes. And then who in the third really has the advantage in this series? Because there's some news with that Devin Booker injury, potentially. And then tomorrow, we're going to have to talk more about this game because I can't do it in just one show. So this is, in a sense, a two-parter because I do want to talk about Herb Jones, Trey Young, Larry Nance Jr., Jose Alvarado, by the way, being perfect in this game, three of three, including two made threes, and CJ McCollum, and just everything. I'm not going to go over like 30 minutes or so. I don't really like doing that. So we're going to just do two shows about this sort of thing because this game was that important to New Orleans. So we're going to dive into it all in the next two days worth of Locked On Pelicans and a Zion little bit in tomorrow's show as well. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all breaking down everything with this team, the good and the bad. And right now it's been a whole lot more good. We've been here every step of the way. So thank you for being with me throughout the entirety of this season. And if you're just tuning in now for the playoffs... Hop along. It's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan, and I appreciate you being here as well. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. All right. Pelicans win 125-114. This one was a very just fun basketball game, right? You had that explosion from Devin Booker in the first half, going for 31 points, dapping up the little baby, which was adorable. And... The Pelicans withstood all of that and were only down five going into halftime. You had to feel really good about their chances. You saw them do a lot of things differently. Willie Green clearly made all of the right adjustments, almost, not all, but made a lot of the correct adjustments to get this team ready to go, and it paid off with the W. But first and foremost, Brandon Ingram, star performance. Superstar turn on the biggest stage. The night game that people were watching. Going up against Chris Paul and Devin Booker and outplaying everybody. 37 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Just making winning plays down the stretch. And with the right lineups and combination of guys around him, you saw all of a sudden the light go on and he was able to do what he wanted. He rolled his ankle a little bit. And was dealing with a bit of an injury. And he still went out and took this team home. And now when they land in New Orleans, they land with home court advantage after stealing it from the Phoenix Suns. All they got to do is win their three home games. 
This team's moving on and the Suns are out. And Brandon Ingram was excellent in this one. In the fourth quarter, if they doubled him, he passed right out of it. And with guys that can shoot, Jose, Trey, Larry Nance, all of those guys being out there making their shots burned the Phoenix Suns when they threw two at him. Trying to defend him with Jay Crowder? Didn't work. Brandon Ingram was feeling it. The spacing on the court was good, and he was able to get to his spots. He loves that mid-range, and he drilled them. And that then just opened things up even more, because then they threw two at him. Not a problem. Throw and assist. He was 3 of 3 from deep. He was aggressive and tried to get to the line where he's a perfect 8 of 8. This was just basically a near-perfect performance from the Pelican star player and the guy they needed to step up in this moment. This is the biggest game of his career. It's the second official playoff game for him. To come through like this in the clutch, we don't need to hear any more about how he's not clutch. He proved it in this win. He was that good. And credit to Willie Green, right, for making the adjustments that he needed to make, for trying to get the right lineups around him that allowed his players to succeed, that unlocked the players. That's an important part of this, right? You saw the lack of space really hurt Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum in game one. Well, you put a little bit more spacing out there. The smaller ball lineups really worked. And look what Brandon Ingram is absolutely capable of doing. And he led this team to the win. Again, in the biggest game of his career, on the biggest stage that he's ever been on, and he didn't shy away from the moment. And I love that the team recognized what he was doing and went to him. They got him the ball almost every single possession they could in the fourth quarter. And like I said, he took this team home. He got them the win. In the fourth quarter, he scored 12 points. He was a uh, perfect from three, perfect from the line, four of six overall, four rebounds, one assist. That was great. In the third quarter, when he was also still cooking, 14 points, five assists. They threw a double at him. He passed out, and his teammates stepped up, and they got the victory. And now the series is tied 1-1 and coming back to New Orleans for the next two games where the Smoothie King Center, I have no doubt, is going to be out of control. And we'll talk about why that's so important in the third segment. Because that might be a very underrated aspect of this series, particularly if Devin Booker's out. But I'd be willing to bet that if Devin Booker played in this second half, I don't know. New Orleans had the momentum. They were firing and they looked good. And it starts with Brandon Ingram. Help with C.J. McCollum scoring 23 points and making his threes in this game, too. When that's happening, this team is scary. Their issue in game one was offense. They were good defensively, I thought, but it was offense. They found the offense in this one. Six threes from C.J. McCollum. So coming up, though, they went with the same starting lineup. We talked about maybe they needed to change that. And I said, you didn't need to. You needed to just use that starting lineup differently. And oh boy, did Willie Green use Jackson Hayes completely differently in this game. It's a big part of the reason why they got the win. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. And also something you won't find anywhere else is the Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. If you were like me and run around whatever room you were watching the game in, hotel right here, screaming, freaking out, and you took off your Shady Ray sunglasses and threw them at a wall in a fit of just pure jubilation, they're going to replace them for you. 
you don't like them, they'll give you a refund and you're going to pay nothing. They're going to give you a new pair of sunglasses no matter what happened. Yeah, celebrating a Pelican's win. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all. Pelicans talk, and it's a fun time to be listening. So whether you're a new listener or a returning listener, I appreciate you being here with me today and making Locked On Pelicans part of your day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review. Now, if you're a next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from both sides. The local experts break them down the biggest stories. I got a good one in there about the Pelicans. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, though, we are talking about the Pelicans' 125-114 win over the Phoenix Suns. They did so much right in this game. This was a game, and I said, right, like what you wanted to really see from this series is the Pelicans improving, making adjustments, coming out and doing what they needed to do. Check, 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 check. Almost all of the boxes were checked. The show yesterday on Lockdown Pelicans is adjustments Willie uh, Willie Green needs to make, right? One of the big ones, there were a lot of people saying they need to bench Jackson Hayes and start Larry Nance Jr. or start Trey Murphy there. And I said, I can buy into that. But I said, I also don't have a problem with Jackson Hayes still starting as long as you use him differently than you did in the first game. And they did. I don't think Willie Green listened. I'm not going to take credit for it myself. But again, I was saying you could actually start him and it would be okay. Because you have to use him differently. In game one, on offense, they put him in the corner as an anchor. You always kind of need at least one player in one of the corners to be a short three-point corner threat so that teams can't sag off those guys too much because that's the easiest three to make in the league. And so you keep a guy there, and it shouldn't just stick a defender in that spot and plant a guy there. That's why I call it an anchor. doesn't work when it's a 6'10 center who's not like an elite three-point shooter. You saw in game one, they would put Devin Booker or Chris Paul on Jackson Hayes in that corner and just let him sag off and basically defend the paint and be a help defender. And the Pelicans did nothing to combat that. At times, they were basically playing four four offensive guys on five defensive guys with that strategy. So in this game, with the same starting lineup, Jackson Hayes was not really in the corner at all. Yes. That's what they needed to be doing. They used him in the dunker spot where he was a vertical lob threat. The other benefit of not parking him in the corner is he can get offensive rebounds. You saw him try to get them in game one, but he was just too far away to be able to come in and get those boards. Well, in this one, he grabbed three offensive rebounds because he's way closer to the rim. They used him off ball as a cutter, right? A lot of backdoor cuts he was trying to make. They didn't always get him the ball, and he was there to clean up some misses and get some tap-ins and things like that. Yes, 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 yes. Look. If you're going to run with that starting lineup of C.J. McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Jackson Hayes, and Jonas Valanciunas, you will have some spacing issues, and they did in this game, and you could see it. Brandon Ingram didn't come alive in this lineup entirely. But if you're going to run that lineup, at least use it in the best way possible. Is it your best lineup? No. Does it unlock B.I. and C.J. McCollum the best? No. But if you're insistent on using those five guys, at least use them in the proper way. And Willie Green did. And again, credit to him as a coach for seeing that, seeing the game film, adjusting and putting his players in position to succeed. 
That is what you want to see out of him, particularly as a rookie coach. Learn from the game before. Don't repeat the same mistakes. And Willie Green did not do that. Growth. Development. It applies to the coach, too. And Jackson Hayes delivered. He was 4 of 7 in this game. Nine total points. Two blocks. He was good. He was a useful player offensively to keep the Pelicans going on. Again, game one, their issue was offense. Jackson Hayes giving you nine points, being a a plus minus of zero, so not amazing, not bad. Take that every single time. Jackson Hayes is not how you're going to win this game, but Jackson Hayes could be how you lose this game depending on how he's used. And that's not necessarily a fault of his. That was a fault in game one of the coach putting him in the corner. And then you saw him use better defensively, and in general, the Pelicans were way better defensively overall. Game one, the Pelicans had two points in the fast break. They got a lot of semi-transition opportunities, but they didn't overall really have opportunities to run. This game, 16 points in the fast break compared to just nine for the Phoenix Suns. A lot of that was how they used Jackson Hayes defensively. He was doing a really good job of defending one-on-one on the perimeter. His length allows him to recover a little bit. He's not tremendous in space when you're kind of having him move and rotate, but in one-on-one situations, he can do an okay job, and he did in this game. When they tried to run a pick-and-roll and hunt, say, a Devin Booker on him or a Chris Paul on him, he held his own, and that length and those long, just arms, right, allowed him to help force some turnovers and bad passes. And when that happens, he's able to get that ball and get out and run, and they don't have any answer for him in the fast break. He crosses the court like a gazelle. He can go from one end of the court to the other in like two leaps, two steps, basically. That's how long his strides are. So Jackson Hayes in the fast break like that, Phoenix has no answer to something like that. They're a good defense. They're good at transition defense but you really can't do much when the turnover is there in the backcourt and the Pelicans are running and it's led by the guy who's going to try and finish it. And so Willie Green using Jackson Hayes better offensively and much better defensively, and then Jackson Hayes rising to that challenge, this is the biggest game of his career too, right? Pretty much all of these guys other than like CJ and maybe Larry Nance Jr., but probably still Larry Nance Jr., all of these guys massively rose. Yeah, it still would be, I guess, for Larry Nance Jr. too. Um massively rose to the occasion and credit again to Willie Green we cannot sing his praises enough right now for getting that right and making the type of rotations that he needed to make and putting these guys where they needed to be Phoenix really didn't have an answer for a lot of Jackson A's again I don't know if you can use him you know a ton of minutes in this one in this series right 20 minutes if he's if you're using him like you did then yes 20 minutes per game and he plays at this level you can play him that much And Willie Green had the good feel of when to take him off the court and knowing what to do. And seeing that growth from Willie Green makes me really optimistic about what the Pelicans can do in this series. Because you know what? It is absolutely different right now. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. I'm on the road for work right now. I keep these things with me. I was running all over LA from one meeting to another. Didn't really get time for lunch, so I grabbed the Built Bar out of my backpack so I didn't screw up in my meetings because I had that protein going through me, keeping my mind right. I was hungry. It was the right amount of what I needed. I was excited to eat it in the car because these things taste awesome. 
If you're going to eat a protein bar, whether it's a meal replacement for lunch, whether it's before or after a workout or maybe for breakfast or just kind of as a snack throughout the day, you may as well eat the one that's delicious. And that's what Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. I have the coconut brownie chunks with me. They're a special flavor. They are delicious. They're bringing peanut butter back. That's a great one as well. I'm going to probably order a box of those also because I love that flavor. And they have their puff bars, which are light, they're fluffy, they're protein-infused marshmallow. They're like nothing you've ever tried before. And they're all healthy for you. Look at the macros, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to any other kind of candy bar, which is what they taste like. Built Bar is going to win every time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. This is the promo code that I use personally. Um, Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're here free and available five days a week for you all. No paywall or anything like that. Breaking down the biggest moments of the team this season, the biggest stories around this team, and everything going forward. And please, hit that subscribe button. If you're a new listener, hit that subscribe button. You know they have the Lakers pick. That could be a top four pick. where you got a busy offseason ahead of us, and we're going to be talking about all of it here over at Locked On Pelicans. So make us your first listen every single day. Right now, we're talking about the Pelicans winning Game 2, 125-114 over the Phoenix Suns. Tremendous performance from Brandon Ingram. Tremendous performance from Willie Green and Jackson Hayes in getting all of these guys in positions to succeed. There's a couple things to work on, and we'll talk about that in tomorrow's show. But right now, the series has changed, right? There's the cliche, and I almost hate to bring it up, right? The series doesn't start till someone wins on the opponent's court. Well... That, that just happened. The Pelicans did it, getting the win over the Phoenix Suns. Look, it's aided a little bit by Devin Booker not playing well and being out injured in the second half. He was great in the first half, 31 points. And that kind of changed things, right? It takes him out of there. But New Orleans was playing with confidence. Their defense was still good on basically everyone that wasn't Devin Booker. And they got the offense going. And the offense we know can be good and has been very good this season, particularly since the C.J. McCollum trade. So when you have Brandon Ingram believing in himself like that, his teammates believing in themselves like that too, and him believing in the teammates, that's a really big deal. And now all New Orleans needs to do is win at home. And they advance to the second round of the playoffs. So who really has the advantage in this series now? And I think... I'm not ready to say it 100% just yet because the Phoenix Suns have won without Devin Booker. They've won without Chris Paul. They've won without DeAndre Ayton. They are a very, very good team for a reason. And they looked a little bit like a disaster in the fourth quarter. They they were uncharacteristically bad. That easy transition bucket for Herb Jones where they thought the Pelicans were taking a timeout, and I don't really know what happened there. There are a lot of awful turnovers, including Jay Crowder just like throwing one away that they don't usually make, and maybe they were just kind of rattled without Booker out there. But we don't know if they're going to have Booker. You know, he looked upset on the sidelines. Monty Williams saying, you know, we'll see after the game, and I don't have an update on it from when I'm recording right now, so maybe there has been some. I don't know. If he's out for a significant period of time, New Orleans might have the advantage the rest of the way. You know, your role players play better at home. And, well, they got two home games coming up. Can they go up 3-1? Can they even keep it 2-2, which I think would be a really, really big deal right now for them. But if they can go up 3-1 in this series because those role players are playing well, and again, New Orleans is finally getting rest. They're getting an extra day of rest, which they really needed. 
they had that stretch of three games in five days in three different cities. They get to sleep in their own beds at home. That can that can dramatically change kind of the outlook of a way this series is going to go. And if Devin Booker is out, and again, we don't root for injuries at all, right? But you can only play who's in front of you and who they have. And if he's not there, and B.I.'s playing like he is, this team's kind of firing like they are, good looks this game. Not bad looks like last game for the most part. I don't think all of a sudden this is going to be as easy for Phoenix as it was once looking. So credit to New Orleans for making the adjustments. Credit to Brandon Ingram stepping up. And tomorrow, let's talk about more of it. I want to talk about Trey Murphy. I want to talk about Larry Nance. Yeah, I want to talk about Zion for a little bit, at least, as well. So that's going to be coming up in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Just too much to talk about the win and this team believing in themselves. And look, it's going to be loud in the Smoothie King Center on Friday and Sunday. Get tickets if you haven't already. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Pelicans just stealing home court advantage from the Phoenix Suns. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to talk more about this win.